0: This is the get better everyday podcast with Matt Gouge Actionable advice from real life superheroes who just like you are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years My hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy Join me as I interview the best of the best in business sports and life. Let's grow together All right, Matt Gouget, Get Better Every Day podcast with my buddy, Tom Mancuso. I am beyond excited to have you on, brother. I think that like you are the type of person that epitomizes um, the type of comeback story, the type of resilience, the type of stuff that I'm um, hoping to impact people with, with the Get Better Every Day podcast. So um, I generally ask people to give me 30 to 60 seconds on who they are. Instead, I'm going to take something that somebody wrote from you, I'm sorry for you. Um, recently, because uh, I think it sums you up pretty well, and and I really enjoyed reading it. So, um, so here here goes the intro for Tom Mancuso, a loan officer, a husband, a father, a son, an amputee, an addict. These are all words to describe Tom. To know Tom is to see a man that has come so far in life that you can't quite believe it all. Tom's parents really shaped who he is today. He got his love of cars from his dad, who owned a towing company body shops, and even race cars. His dad's work ethic and values were strongly entrenched in him. Family was everything. His mom was an educator, a preschool director for 32 years. She also taught him about hard work and how important family was too. When Tom was 21, his father passed away. It left Tom devastated and broken. He turned to drugs and alcohol for relief from the pain. He was in a horrific motorcycle accident that took his leg. He was in prison, lost everything materially. The one thing he didn't lose was his hope and his faith that he could turn his life around. It didn't come overnight. It took years of counseling, years of paying back his debt to society. Tom married an amazing woman who could see inside the man he truly was. They've started a family, and now he has two beautiful boys. He's clean and sober, well, maybe California sober, and in this new chapter of his life has discovered a gift he has that's to help others see what they can do if they really put their mind to it. I've worked alongside Tom, and it is a struggle for him physically. His mind is stronger than his pain. His desire stronger than his weakness. His will is stronger than just about anything you could put in front of him. His heart is bigger than you could ever imagine. And we put all these things together. You get a man that I'm fortunate to call my brother and friend, Tom Mancuso. Anything to add, my man?
1: No, I mean, uh, as you said, I didn't. I didn't write that. One of my really good friends, Andrew Kunasawa, wrote that, and uh, he knows me very well. He knows my my challenges and my struggles um, very well. We've gotten very close over the past three three years. Um, no, that pretty much sums it up. Cool,
0: man. Well, in in the theme of of get better every day, I think that you know, folks listening to this. Um, you know, some are, are are doing great, some are struggling. I think that you know, there's some truth to the fact that you know everybody's struggling in some way. Um, what is your advice to folks out there that um, you know find themselves in a dark place, you know, down the wrong path? Um, what do you think is is something that you know would be your your words of wisdom if, if somebody said, hey, give my friend five minutes here of, of your time on on what they can do?
1: you know this will resonate with you is i remember back in, in my darkest days my my biggest challenges um i felt alone i felt like i was just like locked in a closet like in a tunnel like just with my own demons felt like the world was passing me by and and had no clue, you know, what I was going through, which is true because of course, I didn't share much of what I was going through. And I tried to suffer in silence and self-medicate and, you know, uh, take care of myself, um, which was all negative and just poisoning myself and making things worse. And I guess the biggest thing that I learned is sharing your challenges with a friend, a family member, a close confidant, a professional, um, anyone. Number one, just getting it off of your chest is is very relieving. But you'll also find that there are so many others to walk around in life that you walk past every day that are also either are going through major challenges and obstacles in life or have and have come out the other side. You're a perfect example of that. I knew you for a couple of years. And you and I had a chance to talk uh, about this time last year at a mortgage event in Vegas. Uh, And you shared with me part of your story that not a lot of people know. And it it resonated with me because you knew my story. And, And I guess that was the biggest thing to me was thinking I'm alone, thinking no one can help me. I have to do all this myself. And don't get me wrong. I had to do a lot of the work myself. And it was it was a struggle, as you know. But but getting other people's perspective, getting other people to at least just listen to my challenges and give me a third party view of maybe some of the things that I was experiencing that when we are when we have that tunnel vision, we, we don't see some of the outstanding, outstanding circumstances. We don't see some of the other things in our life. We certainly typically don't see the good things in our life. And no matter how bad things are, no matter how horrible the events in your life are, there are blessings. There are positive things in our life. And it is those blessings, those positive things that we really need to focus on and we really need to hold close to us because it is that using those items, those whether they're family or friends or children or, or loved ones or, or your dog or your cat, could be anything. That's what cherishing those things, reminding yourself how important those things are to your life, that is what will help lead you out of the darkness. That will give you a reason to fight. Um there's a, a amazing documentary I, I just watched. I've watched it several times called 14 Peaks. Um, and it's about the the 14 highest mountains in the world, all over 8,000 meters. And the climber is a Nepalese uh, a man. He's a Nepalese Sherpa that served in the military. And he talks about when you think you're screwed, you're really only about 50% screwed. Uh, and that's just it. Like We think that there's no way out sometimes in life. And that's just not true. There is. But it is really sharing our challenges with others and hearing what challenges they've gone through. It might not be the same type of challenge. It might not be the same type of struggle. But learning how other people have overcome those things in their life can at least give us perspective and, and show us that there is more when things just sound like they're you know hopeless. It's just not true. We just need to find that hope.
0: Yeah, no, I love it, dude. And and the two things I want to pull out for anybody listening, one, you're not alone. And and I think that anybody who has had any type of struggle, you know, you can be anywhere with anyone. And you share a story about, you know, losing a parent, you share a story about overcoming addiction, you share a story um, about something tragic in your life, that vulnerability, opening up about it, allows that other person to say, you know what, I had a struggle in my life too and 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 you know it creates you know relationships with people and like just like you said i find time and time again almost every day now you know when i'm talking to folks and you know they bring something up that you know we all have 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 struggles in our life and and you know it's not sunshine and rainbows for for just about anybody and unfortunately, you know, social media may paint that picture, right? Everybody's life is perfect and, and every Instagram shot is perfect. But, you know, the reality of it, the human experience, you know, we none none of us come out unscathed. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to, to pull out of your comment, which was really good, is the small wins. Because I think that if me and you look back on our darkest days and then we look back on, you know, what's been accomplished over the last decade. What kept us going in week one, month one, year one, was growth. It wasn't all at once. And I wasn't the man in 2022. Uh, you know, I didn't go from 2011 to 2022 and, like, just become a better version of myself overnight. You know, it was constant work, working towards something. And I could take small wins, um, you know, after being clean for a month. I could take small wins, um, you know. Caring for myself and my health and my family and, and things like that. And so, um, important for people to, to think about what, whatever they are in their journey, um, is, is to celebrate the small wins. And it's more about getting better every day. It's more about growth than it is about the destination. I, I talked to somebody earlier today where, um, you know, you don't, you don't grow and you don't change once you become something on your journey to becoming something is where all the growth, um, happens. So, um, on that note, I, I, I got it, you know, it was, it was a pleasure to, to hear some of your story. You can do it as long or as short as you want, but I think it's a, it's a interesting story to tell, um, about, you know, that, that fateful day in September, 2009. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just share that if you could.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, you you touched on losing my father at, at a young age at 21, and um, I was very successful at young. I, I got in the car business when I was 18, but 20 years old I was a finance manager for a car dealership. At uh, 24 years old I was a finance director for a group of car dealerships. Very successful. Everything just kind of seemed to go my way. I'm very personable, building relationships. Um, love cars, great at stuff like that. Um, and September september 5th of 2009 was a saturday uh and i used to race motorcycles like in my spare time like just for fun not competitively uh and so working on one of my motorcycles had the day off uh just going to take it around the block just two blocks from my house going 30 miles an hour speed that was 35 not screwing around something went wrong with the motorcycle and the throttle got pinned and there were a couple kids on the sidewalk and knowing what happens when you lay a motorcycle down, they can fly apart and it's a gasoline motorized vehicle, it can explode, a lot of things can happen. I didn't wanna lay the bike down or hurt the children, so I tried to ride into a retaining wall and bail off of it. When I tried to jump off of it, the frame or the wheel grabbed my leg and sandwiched me between the bike and the wall. Um, luckily, even in 2009, uh, one of the 12-year-olds had a cell phone, it was his mom's cell phone, knew to call 911, Seeing the aftermath, I'm not breathing, my leg was severed, bleeding to death. I mean, it was it was a very horrific accident for an adult, let alone three kids um, or three young men. And so they called 911. A passerby was a Vietnam veteran, saw the aftermath, jumped out of his truck, tried to tourniquet around my leg, and I still lost almost 50% of my blood. Um, I would be airlifted to a hospital where I'd spend eight days in a medically induced coma because the frontal lobe of my brain was swelling so they induced me into a coma when i woke up from a coma it was it was a complete new world i was in complete shock but i had lost about 90% of my memory um had facial recognition like i remember m- that my mother was my mother by her face couldn't tell you her name couldn't tell you my name The doctors asked me what happened to me. There was a football game on on the TV. I'll never forget this because my best friend reminds me of this all the time. And uh, the doctor said, do you know what happened to you? I said, yeah, I was a coach. And I was on the sideline and a football player hit me with his cleat and it took my leg off. (laughs) Everybody just laughed, like thought I was making a joke because I like to make jokes. But then the reality set in that I did not know and, and i didn't know what happened to me i didn't know where i was uh, i was in complete shock just completely helpless and for someone who had never been in the hospital before a lot of things went my way very successful at a young age very egotistical very materialistic um, that is a very very hard pill to swallow when your life is just completely turned upside down It's just hard to fathom and and grasp that. And so it was a long struggle. I spent three months in the hospital, had a number of medical setbacks. I was destroyed physically, fell out of the hospital bed. My leg got infected with gangrene. They had to amputate more of my leg to save my life, Um, fractured a vertebrae in my neck, falling out of the bed. I mean, just... I was really, really in a, in a bad space. And there's just a lot of things that happened to me um, that I experienced that really gave me a different perspective. One of the, the most important things that happened to me was in the rehab hospital that I spent two months at. One of the patients, um, my physical therapist introduced me to or told me to go talk to His physical therapist was trying to get me to play on a Wii Fit video game. It's like a balance board. The game was a penguin game. The penguin was trying to balance on an iceberg. And you would stand on the Wii Fit plate to balance. And I didn't understand why that was important. But my physical therapist explained to me, well, now your, your, your leg that you're missing is about 25 pounds of body weight. Your prosthesis now, the metal leg that you have is about 12 pounds. So your your balance is completely thrown off. And you need to understand that. You need to work through that. Something that at 28 years old, we, we literally have to learn to walk again. And I wasn't prepared for that. But I still had the cocky attitude. Still had the ego. Still had the, I'm not messing around with video games. I wear a suit to work. I go to work. I have a very important job. Like, I, I don't play video games. And so the physical therapist told me, hey, well, when this guy, this patient is done on the Wii Fit, you should go introduce yourself to him and ask him what he's doing on that Wii Fit video game. And it was an able-bodied guy, older guy, African-American wearing sweatpants and, you know, sweatshirt, he had a baseball cap on. And this is in a hospital in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's like, two or three in the afternoon and there's windows, right? So there's light in there, but he's wearing sunglasses like aviators. And I'm like, man, I jokingly say to my physical therapist, yeah, I'm going to go tell him that that game you guys have him playing is stupid because he feels so embarrassed. That's why he's wearing sunglasses, because he's embarrassed. And my physical therapist goes, okay, I'm going to go get some other weights, go over. And so I wheel myself over. And to give you perspective on what I was experiencing, I had my first prosthesis. I couldn't walk in it. It was like a door hinge. And you had to swing the leg out and land on the heel so it wouldn't collapse. There was no resistance. It was just a hinge. So I can't walk. I had a brain injury in my accident. That's how I lost my memory. The doctors in the emergency room told me now that I've had a traumatic brain injury, I'm 300% or so more likely to have another one if I fall and hit my head. So you you say that to a a young man who then gets a metal door hinge leg that he can't stop himself from stumbling and falling on. So I'm a hundred percent terrified everywhere I go. I don't want to walk. So I'm stuck in a wheelchair with a leg, a metal leg that I don't know how to use. I'm just completely physically still messed up. I don't have my top front teeth because they got knocked out. I'm just in shambles. So, but I have my attitude, right? I have I, I want to go make jokes. So I wheel myself over to this guy and the patient then got on like a stationary bike and, and he's minding his own business. And I roll over, and I, hey, hi, sir, how are you? And he looks at me kind of, you know, still got the sunglasses on and he says, fine, like really loud and stern. And I'm like, my name is Tom Mancuso. And he just looks at me and he reaches his hand out, but his hand is like trembling. And I'm like, Oh my God! Like, what's what's wrong with this guy? And he introduces himself in a very loud, stern voice as Muhammad Ali. <laughs> wow! And I, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know what to say. I knew Muhammad Ali was a famous person, but did not expect to see him in a rehab hospital where I am in Scottsdale. I didn't expect to be in this hospital. I really didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't put my words together. I really didn't know what to say. I was just kind of in shock. I said. Okay, have a good day, sir. And I wheeled myself over. I see you later. And my physical therapist came back and I, and he goes, did you meet, did you go meet that patient? I said, yeah, is that really Muhammad Ali? Like, like the boxer Muhammad Ali? He goes, yeah. I go, what is he, what is he doing here? And he goes, well, one of the things, one of the reasons why you're here is our neurotherapy is one of the best in the nation. And that's what he comes here for. He has Parkinson's. And we have a wonderful Parkinson's therapy department with neurotherapy. And that's what he comes here for. He comes here three times a week for, for that. And he, he lives part of the year in Scottsdale. And I thought, what the hell? This guy like listens to you people? <laughs> and the physical therapist goes, yeah, you have to understand he's one of the, probably one of the, if not the greatest boxer of all time, but he understands that we know some things that he doesn't know. And while he was a phenomenal boxer, very talented, he had coaches and trainers his whole career, his whole life. And that's what he looks at us as. He looks at us as his coaches and his trainers. We know what he doesn't know. We can teach him and show him and help him work through those things. And I thought, But like he comes here like voluntarily because I'm stuck in here. Like I hate this place. I just want to go home. And and so it really made me think for a second. And so later that evening, I'm laying in bed. The woe is me. I mean, I'm just totally in shambles. My left hand was shattered. Of course, I'm left-handed. They had titanium rods in my skeleton. So my hand is frozen like this, no top front teeth. My right foot's broken. I got a boot on my right foot. My left leg was amputated. My left shoulder is broken vertebrae in my neck shattered so I'm a mess total mess and I'm like man life is over and I'm thinking man like the life I had like I, I literally that's over like I need to shut up and like listen to people and ask for help like if this guy like has such an ego like can listen to these people like i I got to just suck it up. And like, I need to ask for help. Like, I really need to just give these people a chance to help me. That's what they're trying to do. And and that just was a turning point for me where, look, that old life, it, it's it's over, but I, I'm alive. I survived. Like, I'm here. Like, this guy has a wonderful, amazing career going to go down as one of the most famous people in history, but he's still here fighting. You know, he's, He can barely talk, you know, he's trembling anywhere he goes and he's still fighting. Like, I gotta, I gotta try and just give it a shot. And so that really was, was a turning point for me where I I realized I got to check my ego. Like I really got to man, ultimately I look back at that accident and so many people when they hear my story, the first thing they say is, man, sorry, you lost your leg or I'm sorry you were in that accident. Honestly. 13 years later, I'm not because the number one thing that I lost was my ego. And I realized that life is so much more than always bragging about your wins to everyone. We all we you and I talk about this. We all go through challenges. Everyone's challenges are different. Some are much more than others, but man, it's it's we think some of the things that we have been through are just small minuscule challenges until we talk with someone else who has yet to experience those things and those are major challenges for them and it is truly communicating with other people and sharing those challenges and how we overcame them to help give others hope like i think that's the greatest gift that we can give someone else is to be able to give or inspire hope in another person not just hope for like a mortgage or getting approved while that is important don't get me wrong Just hope in overcoming whatever challenge they may get through. You know, we talk about this. While a lot of our challenges are different, every one of us is going to lose a family member. Every one of us is going to go through challenges if we have children or we are children of our parents. We go through challenges. Our parents dealt through challenges with us. And so we have a lot more in common than we really understand. We might be from a different place, we might look different, we might have different jobs, we might walk differently or dress differently, but the human experience, as you said, there's something about that that is so common, found in everyone, that really and truly, it might be a different channel, but the show is very similar. We have to remember that. We have to remember the things that we we used in our lives to overcome those challenges can be applied differently to different challenges you know some of the things that you and i have talked about some of the things that got us through our darkest days while the actual challenge was a little bit different the fundamental pillars and the foundation that got us through those things is actually very similar and and that's what we have to remember we have to remember that as a human being we share a lot in common with other people and and it truly is those relationships and having those relationships with others that we can truly make our lives all better and we can help others make their lives better.
0: Love it, man. I love it. I appreciate that story. I I find it kind of ironic and and maybe for you coming full circle, think about the fact that we'll be at a mortgage conference with Layla Ali um together in a few short days um after after meeting Muhammad Ali, which you know, by by some accounts might have been you know lowest uh, point in your life, if 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 not mentally, physically, you know, combination of those things. Um, and it's funny, because I wrote down something to ask you, and you answered the question before I asked it. Thinking about the amazing human being that Tom Mancuso is, thinking about how humble you are, how generous you are, all the things that, that make you you, I was going to ask you if you think that you're better off or worse off than you were on that day in September. I think you answered it. Um, I think that, you know, had it not happened, and and it's funny to play this game um, because I do it sometimes. Like if you if you kept on a path that in the moment you might have thought was a better path, or some people might have said, Hey, if the accident didn't happen, where is Tom Mancuso at age 41? You know, egotistical, shit doesn't stink, you know, whatever, whatever that would have led to, right? I I think that you know you you might have have not completely answered it, but in my head you did. Where you're you're a better person, you're a better version of yourself today because of um, the struggles you went through. As is most of us, right? All the struggle, all the pain that I've had in my life, I wouldn't be half of the person that I am today um, if it wasn't for it. I I quite I, I certainly would have ran myself into the grave. So I don't know how long the story would have gone, right? Um, but, um, I, I love the fact that, you know, you, you took, a, a pretty dismal situation and you talked about all the physical ailments and you decided that you were going to get better every day. Um, and, and hopefully listeners will, will find some inspiration in this and it's not overnight, you know, no matter what the struggle is, it's, it's small steps towards, you know, becoming a better version of yourself that we're all capable of. Um, one thing that has shined through in all the interviews that I've had, you know, people that have just enormous success where you would look to and say holy moly. You know, they were not there a decade ago, two decades ago. And little by little, you know, they continue to improve themselves and that's why, you know, I'm a I'm a firm believer that, you know, your background your race, your social economic, you know, your your upbringing, all of that stuff while it does play a part, like doesn't limit you. There you can find somebody from every bucket, you know, in this human experience that has found massive success and and so hopefully uh, you know, we can inspire some others. Um any any parting words or or where can people find you or, or anything that you're working on?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, parting words, I mean, just, just remember you're, you're ultimately not alone in whatever challenges that you have. I I talked to a friend over the weekend who's been struggling with alcoholism and an addiction. Um, They turned around and said, Hey, I've got three days sober. And they immediately went to, I know it doesn't sound like anything to you because you're 13 years sober, but, but it, it, you know, it's a big deal for me. And I said, Hey, Jim, I want you to remember like I remember there was a day not very long ago, I mean, 13 plus years ago, where I couldn't make it sober one day. Like what, like that just seemed like an insurmountable obstacle. I couldn't get through literally 20. I know it sounds horrible to some people, but literally 24 hours without dwelling, thinking and obsessing about somehow getting inebriated. And, and I told him that I said, and and don't get me wrong, there's people that have been 30, 40 years sober um, that would look at 13 years and toss it to the, the wayside and think that's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. And it's a big deal to you. And I want you to, to really, really take that in. And I want you to dwell on that, that you have made that accomplishment. And that's no small feat. For someone that's struggling with that, that's a huge challenge. 24 hours without you know using a substance. It is very challenging for many people. And that's what we have to remember. And you can take that and apply that. And you and I were talking before we started recording that we have a perspective, there's experiences that we've been in our life that we'll never forget. Uh, It's just ingrained in our souls. Um, there are lessons that we learn from those challenges and, and those, those horrible things that we've been through that we can't forget. And so when, when business or the economy or the market you know takes takes goes into a negative direction, a lot of people start with the woe is me thing. And, and you and I always think, man, well, this is bad. It's not as bad <laughs> as some things have been in my life or how bad some things can be in life. And we have to remember, no matter what, we have to remember the glass is always half full we have to find the positive we have to we have to remember that whether you're going to lose your house and you and your family are going to be homeless at least you have your family you can buy another house you can't just miraculously get another family member tomorrow like so there there's always a positive thing and and let's be very honest it is unfortunately or fortunately through those challenges and those life struggles that we grow, we learn, and we get better. But it's important to remember that as we lift ourselves up, we have to reach down and pull someone else up. I don't want to make it to the end of life wearing a gold, you know, championship belt, bragging that I'm the best. I actually want to be the worst person because I've lifted everybody else up around me. I want to get to the end of my life and be proud of the impact that I've had in somebody else's life. That could be a customer who doesn't think they could buy a house. It could be someone on the side of the road with a flat tire that. You know, is is rushing home to be with their family. It could be any small thing, but you never know the impact that you're going to have on someone's life. We have to remember that we don't know what challenges and struggles people are walking around with because like I used to do, like you used to do, we walked around like that too. And it could be such a small feat. Uh, like a week ago, I was telling somebody the story. This morning, I went to the gas station. Walking in, there's an older lady walking behind me, and she's like 15 feet away. So it's Arizona. It's like 110 now. So I stop. I open the door and I stand there and hold it for. Her. And she, you could see, she saw me and she's trying to hurry. And I'm like, man, don't, don't rush. She's like it's okay. I'm standing here. Like I don't want to walk in there anyway. Like I, I, you know. And she goes, oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. And I was like, hey, don't worry about it. And she goes. It just means a lot to me. She goes, you're my son's age. And my son passed away a couple of days ago. And she just immediately started crying it's because I held the door for her. But again, it's just I I never would have known that. I mean, I would have walked in, closed the door behind me. She would have walked in. I never would have known that. And this poor lady you know, burst into tears. And so you never know what somebody else is going through. Um, it's important for us to open our eyes and open our ears and see what's around us and talk to the people that are around us. It is the people, not the things around us that will will ultimately help us in our lives. Um, So, you know, just just take an observation of what's around you and in your community and in your family. Um, Make make a point to touch base and, and get in touch with those people and build and strengthen your relationships with everyone, not just your family, your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues, your clients, everybody. Um, for me, I launched Following in Your Footsteps, a, a YouTube channel. Um, it's got a couple of my in, my speaking engagements on it now. I'm going to start doing um, some mortgage content. Um, but you were, you were motivation for me on that. You have an amazing YouTube channel. I hope everybody checks out yours. <laughs> Thanks, um, you can YouTube me um, and hopefully mine will be growing as well. Um, but, but yeah, I'm just excited to share my story because I, I truly, I truly want to help inspire others, um, not to be, you know, the best mortgage person or best salesperson or best really at anything other than trying to be the best human being that they can be.
0: I love it, man. You're, you're, you're definitely on your way. Great dude. And, uh, you know, one piece of actionable advice I'd love for people to take out of it because, because it, it, it really resonated with me. You talked about talking to your friend three days sober no matter where you're at in your journey celebrate the small wins whether it's 3 days sober 3 pounds lost if you're on a health journey 3 clients when you thought your business was going to go under these small wins show you that you're headed in the right direction all you have to do is make sure that you're headed in the right direction and then put one foot in front of the other for for guys like Tom putting one foot in front of the other is a pretty huge feat right lost one of them and and so make sure that you're headed in the right direction. Take take one step after another. We all go through a struggle. I appreciate this immensely, Tom. It was amazing talking to you. Can't wait to see you. And um we'll make sure to link all your stuff in the show notes. Thanks again, brother. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day. This is Matt Guiche. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Everyday podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could please Do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.